the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I immerse myself in the headlines of the day every day, and I interact with a lot of people and take the pulse of a lot of people figuratively on the issues of the day. But yet there are days where I am stunned (laughs) at the reactions that come to the prevailing events that we will discuss, and today is such a day. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. It could very easily become a get-off-my-lawn edition of the Bruce Hooley Show as uh, the headlines that we will discuss today, the top three at least, are certainly tempting for me to accentuate with a get-off-my-lawn dismissive comment. Uh, I'm astounded that Someone who quit on her teammates, on her sponsors, and on her fans is generally being lauded on social media and defended for folding under the admitted stifling pressure of Olympic competition. But I kind of thought Simone Biles had already proven She was capable of handling that, which is why she has endorsement contracts with United Airlines and Uber Eats and Nabisco and many others. It's why her net worth is between five and ten million dollars. It is why ten million or more little girls in America would love to be her until she said today that sometimes it's okay to sit out big competitions to focus on yourself. Well, if you're. You're a selfish brat, I guess it is. So that's one. Then we have our crying Capitol Police officers. Um, Stars in the dog and pony show that will be Nancy Pelosi's hearings investigating the January 6th insurrection. Now, hear me clearly on this one. The January 6th insurrection, the January 6th storming of the Capitol. See, I fell for the leftist trap. They keep calling it an insurrection, and they planted that weed in my head and it grew to the point where my verbal selection accessed it. Sorry. The January 6th uprising at the Capitol, storming of the Capitol. It was not an insurrection. It's going to take more than a guy in a buffalo horned hat and a bunch of 50-something Trump fans waving flags and sporting his apparel to overthrow our country. But these four officers, look, 
what happened at the Capitol was deplorable. I condemned it immediately in the aftermath of it happening. I condemn it now. But it is such a lie that it was any kind of threat to any number of things that you hear all the time. The future of our democracy, the greatest threat to our democracy since the Civil War, uh, you know, an attack on liberty. No, it was a mob that got out of control and admittedly said and did some terrible things to law enforcement officers. But here's the truth. Those officers were purposefully put into a situation they could not contend with by D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi because what happened achieved Bowser and Pelosi's fondest expectations. It gave Democrats a sledgehammer, which they will never let go of, in painting every single person who is willing to say they are a supporter of Donald Trump, his policies, or conservative policies, or a registered Republican, you will be hit with the sledgehammer of, oh, so you're one of those people who thinks January 6th was just fine. It is possible to support conservative policies, less government, be pro-life, believe that a man can't get pregnant, can't menstruate, can't breastfeed or chest feed. It is possible to believe all of that and still think that the actions of those who stormed the Capitol on January 6th were inappropriate. And now we come to the orders from Joe Biden to the CDC, which he issued in the town hall with Don Lemon in Cincinnati. I think you're going to find that they're going to say that everybody's going to have to wear masks. Yeah. Oh, wow. Big surprise. Oh, but I don't tell the scientists what to do. Yeah. So we are uh, all being told, essentially, the vaccines can't be trusted. That's my takeaway. If you've been vaccinated, you're now being told you have to wear a mask indoors again. So why? The only possible plausible reason is that the vaccines do not protect you. Yet we have myriad press conferences today. CDC, White House, doctors. It's a prudent decision to wear a mask now indoors, even if you're vaccinated, because people who haven't been vaccinated and only Trump voters, I don't know if you knew this, only Trump voters have not been vaccinated. I know the stats say blacks and Latinos are the top two groups that haven't been vaccinated. But only Trump voters have. Only Trump voters are the ones who haven't been vaccinated, can get COVID and can spread COVID. Doesn't happen with Democratic voters or the Democratic voting base. (laughs) So all of this is absurdity. It's absurdity. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. The vaccines work. Your only ticket to good health. The only way we get back to normal. Vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. Oh, you're vaccinated? Oh, put on a mask. You saw it coming, right? Columbus City Schools, mask up. Dublin City Schools, 
throughout the state, Toledo, Cincinnati, you are now responsible for abiding other people's fear and detachment from reality. You are responsible for that. We have surrendered the will of the individual to the will of the collective. So I guess a good place to start would be to ask you, of those three major things that happened today, what is the one that chafes you the most? That Simone Biles is being lauded for quitting on her Olympic teammates? She went out in the team competition, she vaulted once, um, and she said, and I quote, um, I needed to, quote, work on my mindfulness. And so she just put on her uniform, put on her uniform warm-up and sat down and didn't compete anymore. And she's being lauded. Could we win a war in America when our heroes are Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka who are being lauded because, oh, they're tending to their mental health? I'm really glad. The soldiers on Omaha Beach, right before the hatches dropped, right before the Germans started to fire, didn't say, hold up, I need to work on my mindfulness. And sometimes it's okay to sit out a big battle to focus on yourself. We'd all be goose-stepping to work if they had that attitude. So is Simone Biles what chafes you today? Or is it that you have to... Muzzle your kids and yourself again as you head out, even if you're vaccinated? Or is it that you're going to have to sit through however long Nancy Pelosi can milk the drama out of these hearings with, oh, Adam Schiff crying and uh, Capitol Police officers, who, by the way, admit they voted for Joe Biden, uh, crying and uh, enumerating all the things they were called, the dirty names they were called. Don't you feel good that our Capitol Police officers are unnerved by people calling them dirty names? I mean, you know, nobody would be in danger. An elected official wouldn't be in danger uh, if they were counting on a police officer who folded with somebody calling him a dirty name, uh, you know, (laughs) causing him to crumble. Yeah, so we've got those three options for you. What What is your view of those three things today? Is today a head-scratching moment for you? Is today a get-off-your-lawn moment for you? Or is today just another day in crazy? 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989. You could talk me off the ledge next on The Bruce Hooley Show. It is 5.20 on the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Uh, I'm just astounded at the headlines today. I mean, I knew the Pelosi dog and pony show in the uh, House on the January 6th hearings would be uh, very, very partisan. And in fact, it is. You knew that when she bounced Jim Jordan off the committee. Uh, Liz Cheney, of course, will speak as a Republican Uh, and voice Democratic talking points. Here's the thing. I don't have any problem with them looking into January the 6th. I don't have any problem admitting that January 6th was a terrible day and reflected poorly on the Republican Party and poorly on conservatives. 
it's just very dishonest to paint January 6th as an imminent threat to the continuation of the American democracy and shrug your shoulders and deny that all the riots in Portland, Milwaukee, Racine, Seattle, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, everywhere across the country, in the aftermath of George Floyd and well after that settled down, it just became about rioting, destroying, including attacks on federal buildings, police officers, and all that, and those attacks continue now, that that is not any kind of a threat to American democracy by people who will say, yes, we would like to overthrow the American government. Yes, we are Marxists. We are trained Marxists. We would love to dismantle all the foundations of America. It's horribly, terribly racist. That is where I want to say, come on, come on. You look over there, okay? I get it. January 6th, bad. All this other stuff. Oh, pay no attention. Uh, Now, as for the Simone Biles Olympic embarrassment today, uh, I thought it was instructive that I uh, heard about it from my daughters. And my daughters all play sports. And so I didn't follow the uh, Simone Biles drama in real time. She's a multiple gold medal winning Olympian. She's the star of the Olympic team, not just the gymnastics team. She's born in Columbus, by the way, now lives in Texas. So today's the beginning of the team competition, and the Americans are favored to win. She's favored to lead them to the win. She goes out, she vaults, and she lands her first vault awkwardly. And she says, nah, my mind's not here today. I'm, uh, I'm done. I'm going to go sit this one out. I'm going to go root for my teammates. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, huh? And my 12-year-old, my youngest, my youngest said, how selfish. That's incredibly selfish. I didn't prompt. I didn't prompt her. And I'm getting crushed on social media by some wackos, I don't care, who say, oh, you know, you're insensitive to her mental health issues. No, I'm not insensitive to mental health issues. I'm just someone who doesn't think struggling to perform at your maximum ability under the pressure of the Olympics, which you knew you were going to deal with, which you've shown in the past you were quite capable of conquering, is a mental health issue. It's a mental block. It's a mental challenge. It's not a mental health issue. It demeans true mental health issues, depression, schizophrenia, psychotic episodes. Those are mental health issues. Being nervous is not a mental health issue. She wasn't having a panic attack. She suffered a crisis of confidence, okay? That's what she suffered today. And she yielded to it. And in the face of competition, when you yield to pressure, that is, take your pick, that is choking or that is quitting. Uh, Here is Simone Biles explaining why she bowed out of competition today. I just felt like it would be a little bit better to take a back seat, uh, work on my mindfulness, and I knew that the girls would do an absolutely great job, and I didn't want to risk the team a medal for uh, kind of my screw-ups because they've worked way too hard for that. So I just decided that the, those girls need to go in and do the rest of the competition. You know, I, 
I don't know what went on in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers huddle at the Super Bowl, but I'm pretty sure that at no point in time did Tom Brady look around and gronk and you know, Leonard Fournette, some of the other players on the Buccaneers, and go, you know, guys, uh, I, I threw a really bad interception, and I don't want to screw this up for us, so uh, could could somebody else, like, take over? Hey, by the way, oh, oh, Coach Arians, just send a backup quarterback in, please. I'm not feeling it today. <laughs> Come on. Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls, NBA Finals, flu game. He actually wasn't feeling well. Throwing up all night. Why is he legendary? Because he conquered the obstacles in front of him. This is how you become a sports legend. This is how you become Legendary if you're Winston Churchill. We will never surrender. Never. Never, 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 never surrender. Okay? We are so soft now in this generation of participation trophies and medals. Listen to the final paragraph on the ESPN story on Simone Biles quitting on her teammates. Instead of labeling this night a disappointment for the American team, perhaps it's time to celebrate the ushering in of a new era, one in which gold medals take a backseat to mental health. Uh, Let's not usher in that new era, okay? Let's still reward those who step up in the face of adversity, who conquer their fears And don't give up at the first sign of trouble. Let's do that, okay? That's how we got to be America. You want to be France? I don't, okay? (laughs) Although France beat the U.S. in basketball the other day. And then as for this January 6th hearing, um, here's one of the officers, Michael Fanone. And if you ever want to know a setup when you hear it, the members of the uh, Democratic leadership of this committee committee today asked him, you know, what what would you like us to investigate? As if they don't prepare these guys ahead of time for what they're going to be asked. And uh, Officer Fanone, right off the top of his head, never was prepped on saying this, I'm sure, said, I would like for you to look into the circumstances of the rhetoric and those events lead in the direction of our president and other members of the Congress and Senate. What I'm looking for is an investigation into those actions and whether there was collaboration between those members, their staff, and these terrorists. Hmm. So we have a hearing that's already drawn its conclusion And now we're going to bring on people to paint a picture that supports the conclusion. We're going to figure out a way, I'm sure they'll do it, to make this something that Donald Trump and his cabinet sat in the Oval Office and planned. That would be their fondest dream. 
but they have all these cops now. Here's another. It's not a secret that it was political. This officer's name is Harry Dunn. Telling the truth shouldn't be hard. If a hitman is hired and he kills somebody, if a hitman does that, he goes to jail. But not only does the hitman go to jail, the person who hired them does too. I want you to get to the bottom of that. Maybe it was a bunch of random knuckleheads who got out of control and got into the Capitol because you were understaffed. Is that remotely possible? No, yeah, it is. It's just not as good a story.